Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello there. Coming up on the podcast, global news reporter Amber McGookin from a very snowy Grand Forks. My wife, Jackie. Yes, nepotism is alive and well at CJOB. Jackie Anderson is a fantastic fashion blogger and stylist. We're going to talk to her about fanny packs and other fashion comebacks. Connie Walker at United Way Winnipeg will join us. Ned Johnner, speaking of great charities, Ed will join us to talk about the TELUS Manitoba Motorcycle Ride for Dad. Let's uh, hit the phone here and talk to Global News reporter Amber McGookin. Good afternoon, Amber. Hey, how are you, Hal? Good. Or should I say Merry Christmas? <laughs> it definitely feels like a second winter over here. I am getting so much snow in my face. I'm pretty much running in and out of buildings, running back to my cars. It is very snowy out here. I, I've heard you guys don't have it even close to as bad as I'm getting it out here. <laughs> no, we are getting a bit of snow, but nothing like down there in Grand Forks. How much snow has fallen and is it still coming down? Yeah, so it's still coming down. It's supposed to be coming down till this evening. I was just at the National Weather Service today, and they told me we're going to be getting about seven inches here by the end of this storm. And, and that's actually only 0.43 inches of water. So they're not super worried about all the snow that's coming down. It looks significant. Like I was saying, it does look like there's quite a bit of snow on the ground. But it's only it's only going to be about seven inches. The problem is it's it's so windy that it's blowing it, so it just feels like more and more is coming down. But that's what we're going to be getting here at the end of it all. Yeah. So traveling not great, but the good news is it's not going to impact floodwaters that much. Right. Exactly. So we just heard today that that the that the crest here in Grand Forks on the Red happened actually yesterday around noon. So that happened before all of this started coming down. So that's one of the good things. The other good thing is this is coming down as snow and not rain, which would add a little bit more to the to the floodwaters. But we're hearing that because that crest has already gone through, it's actually just going to add another little bump. But this bump, that second bump, is not going to be as high as that crest that came through earlier. And, and that crest that came through earlier is only going to be the eighth highest on record. They were kind of expecting it to be the sixth highest on record. So it was a lot less. So they were expecting it to be about 48 feet, but it only came in at 46.86. So it was a little bit less than they were predicting. So all around, it's a, it's a positive thing. And this is not supposed to have too much of an impact. They were saying it might mean the flooding season is extended a bit, but only by a few days. So not as much. It does look pretty significant when you're seeing all this snow, but they're telling me it's nothing to worry about. And that's the situation there in Grand Forks. What about further downriver, Emerson, and even into the province of Manitoba? Mm-hmm. So they, they told me in Pemina, which is the, the closest that they'll track to where we are in Manitoba, is that they're expecting it to be a little bit higher. So the fourth or fifth highest recorded levels there. So they're, they're thinking it'll be 51 and a half feet at Pemina. And that's not supposed to happen until the 20th or 22nd. So there's still quite a bit of time then. And, and the record there is, is still a little bit higher at 54.9. That was from the 97 flood. So it is supposed to be a little bit higher when you get closer to Manitoba, but that's not even supposed to happen for a few days yet. So that's still in the prediction mode. So we're still going with that one as, as the days go on. But still, so far, it's not um, as significant as they originally predicted, you know, weeks and weeks ago. Thank you, Amber. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Al. Global News reporter Amber McGookin. You will hear more from her as we go along here this afternoon. As I said, she's in Grand Forks. 
She'll also be on the news with Rich and Julie, Cloutier and Buckingham starting at 4 o'clock. And then, of course, tonight on Global News Television at 6 and also at 10. Let's talk about fanny packs and other fashion comebacks. With fashion blogger and stylist Jackie Anderson, yes, it's my wife. Nepotism is alive and well at CJOB. Hi, babe. How are you? Are we married? I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh, see? Just so you get publicity for your business, you dump me like a cold whatever. <laughs> hey, um, okay, so fanny packs. When I called you today yeah. to say, could you come on and talk about fanny packs? Kim Lawson, our executive producer, noticed fanny packs on the mannequins mm-hmm. over at the mall. And you told me what about fanny packs? Well, they started sort of making a comeback at the end of 2017. And then last year, they were sort of like like the year of the belt bag. Because, you know, in fashion, we got to call it a belt bag. We can't call it a fanny pack. Oh. So they've been going strong for a whole year. And, you know, we are we tend to be a little bit slower to sort of jump in and embrace the trend. So you're, start, you're seeing it more here um, in 2019. Because we're, 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 about, like, because we're a little like behind that. everybody, right? We're a little behind everybody. Yeah. 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 yeah so you do. But again, like, I mean... At least this version isn't what we saw, like, in the 80s and, like, the early 90s, like, those really <laughs> ugly sort of bulky ones. At least they've kind of had, like, like that sort of grown-up makeover, and they're a little bit more functional and, and, and a little more fashionable, yeah. you know. But you still see, like, some of the guys, like, if you go on, like, Supreme and stuff like that on those sites, you see them and, like, um, some of the, like, some of the sport brands, like, the Reeboks, Dilas, and Pumas of the world, you know, they're still making them sort of like still for like for the guys a little bit more bulkier, but you'll see a lot of them for the women a little more fashionable. So they're still functional, a a little, they're still functional, a little more fashionable now, and they're called belt bags? Well, yeah, in fashion, you're going to call them belt bags, but they're they're a fanny pack though. I mean, same thing. Yeah. Okay. So that's the fanny pack uh, part of the story, but you were telling me there are a couple of other fashion comebacks. Flip-flops. I kind of knew about the flip-flops. Talk about those, and then we'll get to the last one, which surprised me. Yeah, so the flip-flops, right, are the beach wear, footwear that we all wear. We're at the lake and stuff like that. This has gotten, again, a makeover, and designers have started sort of giving up, um, doing their own sort of grown-up version. So they've sort of changed it. It's still, you know, it still has a flat sole, but it's got like a square toe and it's got leather straps instead of like those plastic ones. Tiny, like not even a half inch, it was like a quarter inch of the heel on the bottoms of them. But those are going to be big this year, and then it'll trickle through into 2020 as well. But this year, right now, they've just started on all the sites. Like if you go into Shop Off or Zara, you're going to find them all there right now. And just for women or, or men as well? Men too. And another thing right now, too, along with the flip flop, is that ugly, uh, well, I shouldn't say it's ugly, but the bulkier, um, okay, I'm going to call it ugly. I take that <laughs> you back. You can call it ugly. But the, but the you know, those uh, hiker sandals, the ones you take on, like you're going to go on a hike, like right. those ones. Yeah. Those are right now, like, the hottest thing to wear to all the coming up festivals, like the Coachellas of the world and stuff. Like, that's like the number one. Search. I think I read somewhere yesterday that like every seven minutes it's being searched right now on some of the fashion sites because wow. people want to get them because Coachella is coming up. And again, like these ones are just like, again, they're just swapping out the material and throwing a few hundred dollars behind them and people are buying them. 
Hmm, crazy. And then the last one you told me about, and I can't believe these are making a comeback. Biker shorts? Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah, bike shorts. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, and um, not so well. You're not going to catch me in them. But they're again, like that's just one of those things. Like nothing ever dies in fashion, and that they're pulling that. Like a lot of the things from the '90s are sort of are still like are coming back and are getting makeovers. And this one's big. Uh, you're going to see a lot. Like if you haven't already seen, like you kind of go on online and look like streetwear and stuff like that, you'll see like a lot of people wearing them with like oversized blazers, and then they have the bike shorts. Um, the Kardashians, they've been like photographed everywhere wearing them and they're all in different tones, right? And that's the thing, like to make it more edgier, you want to kind of go with those muted neutral tones you're seeing everywhere. And then like, just, yeah, like with that one, I'm surprised because it's just, I don't know. Wow. It's yeah. not my thing. It, it, I mean, I've seen some where it looks okay, but it's still, again, I'm not, it's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Well, Jackie, thank you very much. I appreciate this. I know you're going out with the girls tonight to check out uh, the movie. What movie are you going to see? Little? Yeah, Little with the girls. All right. Well, I'll hang out with Ricky tonight. You go have fun with the girls, and uh, (laughs) I'll see you at 3 in the morning. I'm sure we'll be fighting. I like (laughs) 4-ish. I love you. Thanks for your help today. (laughs) Bye. All right. There she goes. Yeah, she's got about three trillion followers on uh, Instagram. It's amazing how good she is at what she does. And Yes, I'm proud of her. There you go. Okay? You got me. Jackie Anderson, fashion blogger and stylist, stylemydreams.com. She's basically style my dreams everywhere, uh, including Instagram. The combined total between last night and what's going to happen for tomorrow puts us well over $100,000 that will go straight to United Way. It's really, really remarkable. It's a great story. That was Kevin Donnelly from True North on this show yesterday. Over $100,000 for the CE for the uh, United Way Winnipeg charity. And the, uh, the CEO, Connie Walker, joins us on the phone now. Good afternoon, Connie. Hello, Hal. Thank you very much for doing this. This is an amazing story. As Kevin just said, and I was going on and on yesterday about how blown away I am about this. I mean, obviously the party and the hockey and all that is exciting, but I think this is the best part of the whole thing. You know what? It is remarkable. We know that Winnipeggers love our Jets and we love our community, and this puts both of them together. So it is um, it is fantastic. It's going to make a big difference for people in our city. Talk about the difference this is going to make, because if the Jets really have a deep playoff run here and, you know, fingers crossed, they win the cup. I don't want to jinx anything. But if they yes. do well and run deep into the playoffs, I mean, this already, two whiteout parties, you've got over $100,000 that you weren't expecting. Yeah, it's remarkable. And together with our partners, Economic Development Winnipeg and True North, we have landed on kind of three themes for investment, uh, addictions and mental health and homelessness. And of course, those are issues that Winnipegers care about. Uh, We often know someone or know someone who knows someone that's been touched by those issues. We know those issues are important in our downtown and and we love our downtown. But I think most importantly, Winnipegers just care about each other. So um, the thought of being able to um, put some money toward these issues and make a difference for people in our community, well, that is just something that excites all of us, I think. Well, and I here's what I like about United Way Winnipeg. You help so many organizations that help so many people in the community. There are dozens and dozens of great causes in our city and our province. 
But uh, when I heard it was United Way that was going to benefit, I, I was really happy about that for that reason because you guys do help so many organizations that, again, help so many people. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, United Way is really an organization that is Winnipeggers for Winnipeggers. In our core operations, we have 600 volunteers that guide the direction of United Way. And and I think what the point to celebrate, though, is that 100% of these dollars will go into the community, and that means it'll make a difference in individuals' lives. Um, and that's what we all want, right? We really do want to make a difference for people, our fellow citizens. So it's so great. We are so excited. Can you be a little more specific about the three-prong approach, the three areas that you want to help with this money? Can you tell us a bit more about, uh, I don't know if you can be specific about the organizations or, or maybe just give us a bit more on that? Yeah, you know, I won't uh, take time today to talk about the specifics of organizations. We're going to take a little bit of time on that. Um, a little bit depends on, you know, how many dollars will be raised in the end. Um, but I will say that these are issues that are really complicated and really significant in our city. You know, I'm sitting in my office right now, and uh, in just the last few minutes, I've seen a number of people who are homeless. And um, and we know uh, mental health is, is a significant issue in our city, and, uh, and we know a Addictions plays into things uh, in a significant way in people's lives. So, so they're just really, really important issues. And uh, the fact that we will be able to invest a little bit more as a community uh, to address those issues and, again, make a difference for people, well, it's just it's fantastic. Um, but we will take a little bit of time to define the agencies and certainly report back to, to Winnipeggers and, and Whiteout fans uh, the difference that they're making. Connie, can you take us behind the scenes a bit? Who approached who? How did this all happen? Did you go to them? Did they come to you? How did this uh, end up being? Because, uh, like I said, the second I heard it, I thought, wow, this is such a great idea. It is such a great idea, and I must say the idea lies with Economic Development Winnipeg and True North. Uh, They phoned us um, uh, several weeks ago and said, hey, you know, what do you think about this? And, well, right off the hop, I mean, it's just just a win for this community. So um, a very great idea and a very generous idea by our partners, uh, Economic Development Winnipeg and True North. It's, uh, It's fantastic. Well, Connie, thanks for a few minutes here this afternoon. I appreciate it. And boy, listen, I want the Jets to go deep and, like I said, maybe all the way. But the further they go, it's nice to know that that United Way and and the people in need are, are benefiting. So fantastic. And so a big thank you to Winnipeg Jets fans and Winnipeggers and, and again, to our partners. This has just been fantastic. So go Jets. That's what I'll end with. Go Jets. Go Jets. Thank you, Connie. Good. Thank you, Al. Appreciate it. Connie Walker is the CAO of United Way Winnipeg. Sold out tonight. You can't get a ticket for the Whiteout Street Party tonight. All right, let's talk about the TELUS Manitoba motorcycle ride for Dad. Ed Johnner joins us on the phone. Good afternoon, Ed. Hey, how you doing, Hal? I am great. Well, you ready for another ride, are you? Yes, I am. It's... uh... Not looking much like riding weather out there today, but uh, hopefully by May the 25th at 10 o'clock, everything will be sunny and warm. I'm sure it will be. What do we have to know? How can people get involved? Go to ridefordad.ca slash Manitoba. Make a donation. Pledge a rider. That's obviously the easiest way to support, and uh, we'll welcome the support with open arms. Are you surprised at how big this has gotten over the years? Uh, we're, our, our entire executive, Hal, is blown away by this. I mean, you know, when Mo Sabrin came over to my place, 
back in 2008 and, you know, told me he'd heard about this motorcycle ride they were doing in Ottawa uh, through the police association. And we thought, well, we'll get a couple of hundred guys together, maybe, and, uh, you know, have a go out for a ride, have a barbecue and what have you, and maybe raise a, you know, 10 or $20,000. And that first ride in 2009, uh, we had 387 riders raised in excess of $60,000. To date, uh, our biggest ride, uh, which was two years ago, was 1,510 riders. Uh, We raised in excess of $350,000. Our total uh, over the uh, 10 years that we've had the ride is now in excess of $2.2 million. Isn't that something, eh? Yeah, it is. Uh, it just the generosity of Manitobans never ceases to amaze me. You know, it seems lately like uh, finding good in bad has come up a lot on my show. I, I don't know why. Uh, this is an example of that. Cancer obviously is a horrible disease. It touches every one of us, and yet here's some good. This ride has come from cancer. This horrible disease. Yeah, that's that's exactly true. I mean, and the, the great thing about the ride for Dad is is that 100% of pledges earned and registration money goes directly to the cause. All of our expenses are covered by corporate donors, uh, and it's, it's a 100% uh, volunteer-based organization. So if, if you're pledging a rider or making a donation, it's definitely money well spent. Well, Ed, best of luck. I hope you have a lot of riders this year, over 1,500 the record. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I say, uh, I'm predicting uh, sunny and warm on May the 25th. All the best, Ed. Thank you so much, Hal. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.